they say there's a first time for everything, and that proves true today as I introduce you to Laura Ham of Traverse Journeys and the first guided Ireland group tour that I'm going to recommend. Be sure to listen all the way through because Laura has a special exclusive savings for my listeners for the May guided tour in Ireland. Hey everyone, thanks so much for downloading the newest uh, Traveling in Ireland podcast. Today, I am actually taking a departure from something that I I kind of had an unwritten rule of never doing, and that was promoting a group tour in Ireland. If you've read me for any amount of time, you know that I really believe that when you're traveling in Ireland, the best way to see it is driving and on your own. But I know that that's not an option for everyone. I know there are people who really don't want to drive or they really can't afford the private driver guide. And, you know, the train system isn't the best for for touring off the beaten track. So I'm really excited today to introduce you to Traverse Journeys and Laura Ham, who is the creator and guide for the Ireland trip that they have coming up in May. So, Laura, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today about uh, Traverse Journeys and this Ireland trip that you have. Well, thank you very much for having me on the podcast. I'm excited about uh, talking about this trip with your listeners and very excited that uh, you kind of understood so well the way that we try to appeal to those who, who want to travel off the beaten path and with, like, an immersive kind of family experience uh, on our trips that are very small group, tight-knit, and off the beaten path. <laughs> now, I want to uh, share a little bit about you and why this Ireland trip kind of is really close to your heart. You have uh, a nice, I don't know, kind of gypsy past, I guess you would say, that included a, a stay in Ireland, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Ireland was the very first place that I ever lived abroad. Uh, the first time I traveled to Ireland was kind of on a whim, spontaneously, in 2003. And I traveled around for about two weeks. It was in the off-season in February or something <laughs> crazy. And I completely fell in love with the country, the people, the landscape, the culture, and Within a year, I had packed up all my belongings and moved to Ireland. <laughs> That's how much I loved it. That's pretty amazing. That's kind of a big, a big move, you know, just from being there. But I can't argue with it because I felt exactly <laughs> the same way. I just didn't get to move. So you, you were there and you lived in Ireland for how long? Uh, I lived there the first time for just over a year and then, uh, went back not long after that for another several months long stay and uh since then oh i don't know close to a dozen more visits <laughs> i just can't stay away i i completely understand that it it kind of embeds in your heart and draws you back so you kind of took this idea of getting a little deeper into ireland 
and you've inserted it into a company that you are a partner in called Traverse Journeys. Can you tell me a little bit about what makes this travel company different from other tour companies? Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, as you mentioned, you know, I've traveled a lot myself. I have that, you know, gypsy soul going <laughs> for quite some time. And as an independent, you know, adventurous traveler, I really had the same aversion that you mentioned to group tours. I saw how cookie cutter and kind of they, they stuck to the tourist trail and, you know, people felt herded around on this regimented schedule. And so when I wanted to start a travel company in order to, to help and provide opportunities for people to travel together abroad, I knew right out of the gate that, you know, that was not the the route <laughs> that mm-hmm. was to be avoided at all costs. So the idea was to create group travel um, where the planning and arrangements were taken care of, and not just taken care of, but they were also well thought out and customized. And we only offer trips to places that we're intimately familiar with, that we can provide the kind of experience that that you, you know, usually only get from having lived there, from knowing the place, you know, like the back of your hands. Um, you know, these aren't itineraries that we put together just from, you know, researching the top 10 sites, <laughs> um, you know, online. Uh, so, you know, we, we create these very customized itineraries that are off the beaten path that focus on local and immersive experiences, and we keep the group small. Uh, so the Ireland trip, our, our maximum is, is 12 people. Uh, and, you know, basically it's, it's what, what we can put into two cars. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have two guys who also are the drivers, myself being one of them. And, you know, we basically just create two cars full of people and travel around, you know, the, the country roads and stay in family run B&Bs and, and create sort of a family trip. Uh, between, you know, individuals who, who might not be necessarily, you know, all knowing each other before the trip, but by the end, it's, it's a very tight-knit group. Right. And that's, you know, I think that if you're going to do a group trip, doing a, a guided tour with a small group that you can really get to know and who really are very like-minded, I think that's kind of the, the thing that as I was looking through the itinerary, I thought, you know, this is going to appeal to a certain group of people and they're all going to have kind of a like-minded way of traveling. It seems like it would draw really interesting people mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. We, you know, sometimes I think that we're we're lucky, but then I also realize it's exactly as you said that we we kind of obviously appeal to a very particular kind of person um because we've had just nothing but the most, you know, wonderful participants who get along, you know, famously and keep in touch well after the trip. And, you know, we, we've just always had lovely people that join. And I think it is because, you know, we are a very particular kind of travel company that offers trips that appeal to mindful travelers, uh, people who 
who have done a little bit more of a deep dive into the, mm-hmm. the cultural, you know, travel experience that they, they want to have. I like that thought. I, I like the fact that it feels like a lot of thought went into this, into the company as well as the Ireland tour. I want to dig into this Ireland tour a little bit more and talk about it. So first let's, uh, let's mention the date of this tour because it is coming up relatively soon. When people think of traveling to Ireland, they, they usually plan quite a bit in advance. So this tour is coming up relatively quick, but I know it still has availability. So why don't we start with the date? Sure. So that's actually a great point. So we have our, our, Set departure on May 6th, um, and we offer two options. We have an eight-day itinerary that wraps up on May 13th, and a full two-week itinerary that wraps up on May 19th. Uh, and the other interesting thing to note about this trip is because we work with an Irish native guide for our, our secondary guide on this trip, we are actually able to offer custom dates for the same itinerary with one guide. So you could go with your family really at any time as long as we cleared the dates and you could do the same itinerary with our Irish native side, all of the same client experiences with whatever dates we chose. So that's also an option as well as our scheduled uh, larger group departure. And I say larger group, it just means more than just the one family that, that okay. signed up uh, for, for May 2018. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So it's nice to know that there's that option to book outside of this trip. The only thing is they would not be traveling with you as well. (laughs) Right, yes. But another thing that I really like about your trips is that you always have a community partner and it doesn't, I mean, all of your trips have this community partner that you work closely with and that actually is benefiting from your trip. Do you want to go into that a little bit? Yes, absolutely. So in addition to wanting to make sure and hit the right mark when it comes to the kind of travel experience that, that the client will, will have on any of our trips. One of the other important uh, key factors when we um, started this company was to ensure that our, by going and traveling and touring around Ireland or any other country, that we were essentially leaving it better then we found it. Obviously, with the rise of tourism all over the world, there's definitely some issues that have been created with too much tourism and tourism that isn't mindful and mm-hmm. conscious of the impact. So we created a model in which all of our trips, we select a local organization, a nonprofit in the country, communities that we travel to, to partner with and donate 5% of our sales through that organization, and we also plan a, a visit or activity or some sort of engagement with that organization, usually during, you know, a few hours or morning or afternoon at some point during the trip, so the participants can have a firsthand experience and, and gain some insights and knowledge about this community partner and the impact that they're having in the country that they're traveling to. It's been definitely one of the, the favorite aspects and activities on our itineraries is that very impactful engagement within the country. So we have a, a motto for our company of people, planet, and purpose. And we try to hit all three of those rocks in each of the trips that we offer by engaging uh, in immersive and authentic experiences with the people and 
cognitively impactful, socially minded and conscious effect and a very customized purpose. And with the planet aspect, we also do our homework and vetting to ensure that we're selecting vendors and organizations that are going to make sure that the planet is in a good place for us to travel and tour around for many generations to come. (laughs) And I, you know, one of the reasons I really like your tourism partner aspect is because when I'm, when I'm working with my own uh, coaching clients or I get questions from people, the top thing that they say is we really want to meet people. We want to understand Ireland. We want to understand the people and the culture. And I think that by bringing in this community partner and even if it's just an afternoon activity with them, it really gives you a look inside of Ireland that you're not going to get, even if you're self-driving and especially if you're on a large bus guided tour, you're just not getting that deeper insight into the life and the people of Ireland. So I love that aspect. Yeah, you definitely hit the nail on the head there. It, it definitely engages the, the participants and the clients in, in the culture and in the people in a, in a way that many tourists wouldn't experience. So let's talk about this itinerary. I have to say that as I was going through it, I loved the fact that there are a lot of places listed on the itinerary that the average tourist isn't going to recognize the name. They're going to recognize Cork. They're going to recognize Killarney. They'll recognize the Cliffs of Moher. But there are a lot of great smaller towns listed throughout the itinerary. And I think that is just wonderful. Getting people off of that main tourist trail between Cork and Killarney and Killarney and Galway and Galway and Dublin. So I, I'm really curious as to how you decided on this route to take. Absolutely. Yeah. And I can tell that you obviously know your way around Ireland very well and appreciate that you, you can see these, these little small destinations that we've selected for the itinerary. Our itinerary begins in Cork, uh, although we do provide transportation from Dublin Airport because often those flights mm-hmm. are the best. But we begin in Cork and basically snake our way up the west coast uh, to Galway. When I lived in Ireland, I, I lived in Galway myself, and I traveled all over the country, you know, east to west, north to south, and I kept on coming back again and again to the west coast. Anything along the west coast from south reaches of course up to Mullinhead and Donegal, I just felt were otherworldly mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of beauty and culture and people and, and just that that really lovely, authentic, real Ireland that seems to have been the way that it is for generations and generations. So I knew when we wanted to create a trip to Ireland that, that it was very much focused on the West Coast in terms of just getting that, that the beauty of the landscape and the richness of the, the culture and people. And then in terms of where along the West Coast, because you're correct that we do, you know, hit on some places like the Cliffs of Moher and Court and Killarney National Park. What we try to do is create a really good mix of tourist trails there for a reason sometimes. <laughs> so they're truly breathtaking, jaw-dropping places and sites. Uh, so we don't completely ignore that. Uh, and when we go to somewhere like the Cliffs of Moher, which are absolutely stunning, we also do it in a way that is not the typical tourist way. So we approach from the coastal walking trail, we don't go through the main entrance gate, and you know, we, we try to do those big, beautiful sites 
in a way that you can get the most out of it and avoid that hurt it around like a tourist feeling as much as possible. And then in terms of off the beaten path, these are the, from living and traveling all over Ireland, these are the things that, that I've become familiar with in terms of you get the experience away from tourist sites and you feel completely immersed in Ireland, surrounded by little village towns and uh, families and, and no longer in a... Now you, you get the rural feeling that oftentimes you don't get if you're just staying, you know, if you're going Cork to Killarney to Galway and you're not taking the time to stop in these quaint little villages that you pass through, you're completely missing that feeling that I think you're trying to describe. Right, exactly. Yes, and we try to get the best of both worlds with, with having things like in our itinerary. Many people know the Ring of Kerry and think of that as the place that you need to visit on the west coast of Ireland. And not many people realize that there's a peninsula just under the Ring of Kerry called the Barra Peninsula and a mm-hmm. peninsula just above the Ring of Kerry called the Jingle Peninsula, which are equally stunning and beautiful and completely without the, the string of, of giant bus tours that are just everywhere on the Ring of Kerry right. at the moment. So we, you know, we, we hit these places that have a very similar, equally beautiful, stunning experience while using our insider knowledge to avoid feeling too much that you come to Ireland just to be surrounded by tourists. <laughs> exactly. An American tourist at that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So your your itinerary, like you said, you can either do an eight-day or a two-week. And your prices are actually really, really reasonable. They do not include airfare, but they do include your accommodations, your breakfast, a few group dinners, and the airport transfers, the guides, you know, your transportation, and entry to quite a few attractions. So there's there's a lot covered in the... $2,995 price tag that you've got going on. Absolutely, yeah. It's been very much an important part of our goals to create very customized and curated experiences without luxury prices. <laughs> we are hoping to be able to offer this kind of experience to a, a wide variety of travelers. And with that in mind, we actually are offering a discount as well. <laughs> So if this is interesting to you so far, you want to know that the discount code is IFV for Ireland Family Vacations. And Laura is going to explain the discount that you can get if you decide to book in. Now, before you do that, is this discount only for the planned trip in May or could people use this if they wanted to um, book their own guided tour just with the single Irish guide? That's a great question. So this discount would apply to the group departure in okay. May. Okay. And we're offering uh, $200 off for any individual sign-up or participant. And any family of three would receive $750 off of their total price. And a family of four would be eligible to receive $1,000 off of their total trip. And these that would be good through for signups through March 15th. Uh, So definitely, we we want to encourage families to travel in general, and and definitely on this trip to Ireland, it's 
very, you know, with the style of travel that this trip entails, I think it would be very suitable for a lot of different families and I'd love to encourage families to join us. Well, I am hoping that I will be able to get onto this trip, trying to work it out right now, because as as my readers know, I don't normally recommend things unless I've done them. So I want to to give this a try. But everything that I have read about about this trip and everything that I've I've heard from you just makes me believe that we we believe in travel in Ireland the same way. And I think that for families who don't want to self-drive but really do want to experience Ireland that that they immediately think of, I think this is a great option for them. With that said, let's talk about a few of the stops that you have that might be especially interesting to families. Starting in Cork, I know you do include Blarney Castle, and the grounds there are fabulous. Absolutely, yes. And we we have that as uh, one of those optional things. So this is kind of one of our ways that we try to hit the the notes of the the big, you know, sites and also provide options for those who'd rather maybe not go see some more touristic site like that. So Blarney Castle is an option on our day in court. And, yeah, as you said, the grounds are beautiful. It really is a, a lovely place just to walk around and see mm-hmm. the gardens and the views on a nice day. Absolutely. And the other thing in course that we provide, which is a really lovely experience, is a guided walking tour throughout the, the city with our, for our Irish data guide, Stephen, lives in Cork. And actually, and he's not helping us with our trip, he leads the Cork Ghost which has been one of the number one sites for attractions, activities in, in Cork and TripAdvisor for quite a while running. So he's a very, very experienced and knowledgeable guide, especially with uh, Cork in particular. And he'll give us, upon arrival, a nice guided walking tour throughout the whole city with lots of historical and cultural information and context that really kind of sets the trip off in the, in the right way. Excellent. And what are just, you know, maybe two or three other really great highlights that, that you feel are going to be kind of a draw for families especially? Absolutely. So one of the days that I really love in the, in the eight days is when we travel around the, the Barra Peninsula in western Cork County which is the peninsula just under the Minotauri Peninsula. Uh, we, we make a few stops along our drive that are those kind of places that really I learned about through going to the village and sitting down in the pub and having a pint of dinner and chatting with the locals about what did you see in the area and, you know, what, mm-hmm. what would they recommend and what's, what's their favorite spot. So I've managed to put together a string of sites that I, I never even knew about when the sound online and so we're able to visit a stone circle that's been there for thousands of years just in some farmer's field <laughs> with a beautiful kind of view around the coast and beyond and a national park on the Bear Peninsula that you know is this tiny little winding country road to get there. You think that you've turned, <laughs> taken the wrong turn, or surely this can't go to a national park. And then around this bend and, and 
is just this beautiful, gorgeous waterfall and gorgeous scenery and lots of different hiking options that things from like a little stroll around the field to up more strenuous hikes and we stay there for a few hours. So that's one of those days that I feel is really kind of special and just being able to stop and see off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and then I would say that another one on the eighth day that I really love is the, the Jingle Peninsula. The uh, Jingle Peninsula is one that might come up in, in some people's searches and knowledge of, of Ireland. It's definitely a, a beautiful, beautiful part of the West Coast. And uh, the town is lovely, Jingle Town. It's got a lot of lively pubs and culture and shops and, and things to do. But we'll actually be sitting out in the countryside very much towards the tip of the peninsula in a little village called Duncan. And the B&B that we stay in out there is just lovely, lovely place. And there's so many little sort of um, country walks, <laughs> I think you would say. Uh, just around that area, uh, you can see some of the Star Wars sites <laughs> where mm-hmm. they uh, did some filming for the recent film. Um, but it's it's just breathtaking and really, you know, you just you wake up, you look out your window, and there's no other place on Earth you could <laughs> possibly be other than in Ireland. Like, it is just so quintessentially Irish. <laughs> and, you know, for anybody um, who has yeah. seen the pictures, there's a picture from Dunquin Pier. And it's the sheep coming up the very steep, winding pathway to the pier. So that's where that is. And that's on that very end of Schleyhead Drive. And it's such a beautiful area. You couldn't have picked a better spot on the Dingle Peninsula. Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And we, we stayed our two nights, actually, to really soak in that, that beautiful, beautiful place. And then just to hit one more, on the, on the extended trip, one of the things that I really love is that we go out to Inis Moor, uh, one of the Aran Islands that's off of County Clare, um, mm-hmm. or Galway, I guess. Take the ferry out there and we spend one night out um, in Inis Moor, which is just otherworldly um, mm-hmm. in a kind of rustic, rural, rugged, just this island sitting there in the middle of the Atlantic. Well, at least in terms of <laughs> weather and anything comes off the Atlantic, it hits there first. Yep, very <laughs> um, true. And it's just You've got this lovely, rugged, rough, beautiful feel. You can rent a bike and explore the whole island. Um, there's an incredible medieval fort uh, on the island there as well as some other sites. And it's just, again, like a unique experience, a little bit off the beaten path, but full of this incredible sites. The, the Aran Islands kind of remind me of the Ireland you think of if you think of the quiet man. They're modern enough. But they still have the old ways, and they absolutely it, the 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 modern and the old really coexist in a quirky way on the Aran Islands, and it's definitely an amazing experience out there. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of the old ways, there you know, and the Aran Islands, Gaelic is still the the first language, mm-hmm. um, which is a pretty special experience when you're in Ireland to be staying in a village where the Gaelic is still spoken. Frequently and commonly, which is you know more and more rare. Here, yeah, hearing the Irish language spoken is an experience that it will just it will blow your mind. Even I know a bit of Irish, and even when people speak to me in Irish, it just takes me back because I have to stop and I have to think about what they've said and see if I understand it or not. And it's just an it's so phenomenal to hear somebody who speaks it 
fluently and oh, for sure. so yeah, lyrical. One of the things that we like to do in the car when we're driving in between places is, you know, we have the, the radio station going and we'll often listen to the, the Irish station, which is just, you know, amazing. Yeah, for people when they first hear Irish <laughs> being spoken, they're just blown away. It's, it's such a unique language and a very difficult one to, <laughs> to learn, so I commend it you is. for learning it is tricky. Now, this, as I've said, these, this tour is really well put together and it will leave people feeling like they're touring Ireland with a group of family. I really believe that. And in that aspect, I think that it's going to be a great tour for families, but it's probably something that you need to really think about before you book your family and maybe if your children are very small. I can see this being a great tour for families with children who are maybe seven and up, especially because part of it does include that walk to the cliffs along the the Cliffs of Moor path. And I know that that isn't recommended for children under eight. You're not wrong, and it definitely might work best. For, for families with slightly older children. But just to speak to what you're saying, we actually, so, you know, with days like a coastal walking trail, that's, mm-hmm. again, like, we have one of the nice things about our, our group is that we have two guys, two cars, and probably not more than 10 people. So we're really able to kind of accommodate oh, that's individual needs and, and requests. And, on the, the day that we do the cliffs, for example, it's already planned out that we we make two to three stops. So we we stop at the the first entry point to the coastal walking trail, which is an hour and a half walk on mm-hmm. the cliff, and then we also bring participants to another entry point to the coastal walking trail who don't want to do that longer walk, which is only 15 minutes away oh, okay. from the main cliff. So we already do kind of try to plan and accommodate for different, you know, different desires and needs and ways that people want to experience. That's one of the advantages of working with the small groups and, and having a couple of guides there is that we really try to, to help people have the experience that they want to have. So it's really personalized in a small group setting. I love that. Yeah. That's the goal. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Well, Laura, again, thank you so much for talking with me today. I am excited to join you guys on this trip. I'm I'm working to make it happen um, as we speak. And I would love to have listeners and readers, if you can fit in this early May trip to Ireland, I would love to have you join me. The discount code and the the discounts will be listed in the podcast notes. So if you want a little more information or a refresher on those savings, please do check in. And I have been on the Traverse Journeys website. And the minute you click over to the Ireland trip, you get a little pop-up in the bottom of your screen that says, hi, this is Laura, and I'm ready to help you. So is that the best way for people to to reach you just to get onto the website and and pop right in there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go to the website, check out, you know, the trip details, refresh your memory on some of the things we've gone over in this podcast. And then, yeah, you can easily, you know, just reply to that pop-up or you can click the book now. There's a lot of different ways that you can reach out via our website and we'll be getting back. I'll be, I'll be getting back here immediately. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Thank you, Laura, again so much. And thanks everybody for listening. 